You may be seated. It's a real special joy and privilege for my family and I to get to be here today. And sometimes we can just kind of throw around the words joy and privilege, but I really mean it because my wife and I, who are Bethany graduates, we've been realizing as each year that goes by just how valuable our Bethany education was. And so I just want to take advantage of this opportunity to say thank you and thank you for what you do. In the time that we have together today, we're going to meditate on Matthew chapter 9, verses 35 to 38. Because in these verses, there are some connections to Christian mission. There are some connections to vocation, which is the chapel theme of the week. And there are also some applications for our, our everyday life and our everyday walk through this life with Jesus to heaven. We read in Jesus' name, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep with, without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. I get to serve on the Wells One Latin America mission team. And that may sound kind of strange, the One Latin America mission team. But we call ourselves a one team because even though we have missionaries scattered throughout Latin America and our missionaries have different roles and different gifts and different specialties, we're all aligned around one goal. We want to share the good news of Jesus throughout Latin America. And specifically, we're aligned around the big picture goal of seeing 1,000 groups started by leaders trained in our, our training program who meet regularly around God's word in Latin America in 10 years. And one of the things that we use to try and keep ourselves on track is something we call an issue list. So if one of our team members faces some sort of obstacle, we put it on the issue list. Or if we, we run into some sort of bump in our strategy, it goes on the issue list. And issues aren't always bad things. It could be some sort of new opportunity that seems to be showing up. Or, or it could seem like the Lord is opening a door for us. We put it on the issue list. And then once a week, we take out that list and we look at what's on it and we prioritize those things. And then we discuss them. We try to get to root cause. And then we try to solve it with some sort of specific next step. As Jesus, the promised Savior, the Son of God, as he walked this earth, going throughout all the towns and villages, teaching in the synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and healing not just the occasional disease or sickness, but healing every disease or sickness. 
as he did that, he identified an issue. He, he saw the crowds, and he saw that the people in those crowds were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. If we were to create a Christian mission issue list, or even a confessional Lutheran issue list, crowds of people spiritually harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd, would have to be on that list. It was a problem before Jesus walked this earth. We know from the books of Ezekiel and Jeremiah and Zechariah that at times there were just bad shepherds who didn't have the best interests of the flock in mind. And it was a problem in Jesus' day. You know that. You know how the religious leaders of the day They weren't thinking about the spiritual and the eternal well-being of the people. The people didn't go to the synagogues and hear God's word taught the way that it's taught by the pastors and the professors and the teachers here. Instead, the religious leaders of the day, they just piled more and more rules upon the people and then taught that maybe, just maybe, if they could keep them all just right, they could maybe get to heaven. We know that it's also been an issue in the history of the, of the church. We see that when we study the Reformation, people being harassed and left helpless. Martin Luther himself, he identified the issue of a lack of people trained in the basics of God's word. It's also an issue today. It's an issue in Latin America. If we had more time, I could tell you about, you know, tell you different stories about the way that people are left helpless after they've been spiritually harassed you've probably seen it students coming to campus at some point in their life in their background they were like sheep without a shepherd and this can even be an issue sometimes in our own lives do the big three that we ever talk about the devil the world and the our sinful flesh do they ever harass you and then what happens is sometimes if if we fall into temptation Even though we know that all of our sin has been washed away in our baptism, even though we know that Jesus went to the cross to take away all of our sins, sometimes we can still think, man, i got to pull it together. I've got to do better next time. I've got to get myself back on the right track. And if we go down that path, one of the end results is that we can end up feeling helpless. Harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. That's an issue. And it's an issue that Jesus identified. And then without any discussion, without asking for help or asking others what they thought, he immediately got to the root cause of the issue. He said, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. And then he immediately offered a solution. Prayer. Prayer for more workers, prayer for more shepherds, prayer for more people trained in God's word, prayer for people who are genuinely concerned about the the eternal well-being of others. One of the things I learned to really appreciate during my time serving in the parish in Los Angeles, California, in Bell Gardens was the, the beauty of the general prayer. And how there are all these different petitions in there that cover all the different aspects of our life and and the needs of the church and the needs of society. And you're probably familiar with the general prayer or the prayer of the church. And 
In it, there's a petition that says, and this is a paraphrase, send out laborers into your harvest and open the door of faith unto all unbelievers and, to, and unto the people of Israel. You've probably prayed that many times or prayed something similar on Sunday. Prayers like that have probably been offered up here in this chapel. God hears those prayers and he answers them. In fact, in the next chapter, in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus answers this prayer. So he identifies the issue, he gets the root cause, he provides the solution. People are harassed and helpless. It's because the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. And then right away in the next chapter, he sends out the 12 disciples. God also answers that prayer through you and through your vocation as college faculty or staff. Your work here involves training future leaders, future church workers, people who are going to go out and serve in all godly walks of life but participate somehow in supporting the Great Commission. And I want to share with you one specific way that that has happened. The one Latin America team, the main ministry that we, we focus on is something called Academia Cristo, which means Christ Academy. It's an online Bible training program that exists to plant on-the-ground groups. And we have a mobile app that just reached one million downloads. It's kind of the first step in the Bible training program. You take four self-guided courses in a mobile app. And the idea for the one Latin America team, the idea for Academia Cristo to have a mobile app came from Bethany Lutheran College and the Christ and Media Institute. Years ago, a Wells missionary pitched this idea of an online training program with online classes that would lead to on-the-ground work, and he pitched that idea to a group of high schoolers who were gathered here for the Christ and Media Institute, and some of the high schoolers said, well, you need an app. Like, why would you not have an app? And making an app is really easy. And since then, an app has been developed and put into use and has reached one million downloads. And the courses in that app really follow Martin Luther's small catechism. So now one million people in Latin America have Luther's small catechism on their phone, in their pocket, because of the work that's being done here by you at Bethany Lutheran College. One of the students who's gone through our training program, his name is Juan Reyes. He's from Mexico. He's from a town called Tenancingo, Mexico, which is known as the human trafficking capital of, of Mexico, really of all Latin America. He downloaded our app. He went through those courses. He enrolled in live courses. He studied with us in our training program for about two years. Now he gathers in his house. He has a big front yard. He gathers in his front yard a group of about 40 to 60 every week. And I got to go there a, a couple of months ago, and we had the Bible study, and afterwards there was a meal, and I asked everybody that I could the same question, all the, the people who were gathering there. Why, why do you keep coming back here? Why do you like to belong to this group? And they used different words, but they all answered it the same way. Here... I hear about forgiveness. Here, I hear that God loves me. Here, I hear that despite the fact that I'm a sinner and despite whatever I've done in my past, 
there's hope for me in Jesus. And about 40 to 60 people in Tenancingo, Mexico are getting to hear that message on a regular basis. And again, it can be traced back to Bethany faculty and staff fulfilling their vocation here. So once again, I want to thank you for that. If we were to create an issue list for everything affecting mission work and the confessional Lutheran church, there's a lot of different things we could put onto that list. What if you were to make your own personal issue list? What if you were to take out a piece of paper and a pen and just write down everything that was kind of on your heart or everything that was weighing on your mind, anything unresolved, anything that you had to figure out still, anything that you wanted to look into more, and pursue, what would be some of the things on that list? Sometimes at our our team meetings, someone will bring an issue, and they'll say, hey, I want to add this to the issue list. And then someone else will say, hey, that's already been resolved, or we noted that, we saw it, we're on it, or "That's, that's already been taken care of. There are a lot of different things that we might put on our own personal issue list but one thing we don't have to put on there is our salvation that's already been taken care of that's already been worked out that's already been resolved there's a lot of questions we we should have to put on that list like how is it that I can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and not have any fear at all should have to ask that question Or how is it that God's goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life? Or or why can I know for certain that I'm going to spend eternity in, in heaven? But we don't have to ask those questions. We already know the answer. And the answer is Jesus. He came down to this earth. And as he walked this earth and went throughout all the towns and villages... He lived a perfect life in our place. He fulfilled his vocations, his vocation as Savior perfectly. He was the perfect worker. He prayed perfectly in our place. And then he went to the cross where he was harassed and helpless, taking the punishment that we deserve. And now through him, we have the forgiveness of all of our sins. We have the certainty of eternal life. We have a restored relationship with him, our good shepherd, and and with our God. Thank you for all that you do to connect people to that message and to connect people to Jesus, their good shepherd. And thank you for all that you do to keep the one thing needful, Jesus, our Savior, front and center. Amen. I invite you to please stand. And we'll join together in praying the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray. We pray the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
So then we have a 